introduce Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, Chapter 9, The Mock Turtle Story. You can't think how glad I am to see you again, you dear old thing, said the Duchess as she tucked her affectionately into Alice's. They walked off together. Alice was very glad to find her in such a pleasant temper and thought to herself that perhaps it was only the pepper that had made her so savage when they met in the kitchen. When I am a duchess, she said to herself, not in a very hopeful tone now. I won't have any pepper in my kitchen at all. Soup does very well without. Maybe it's always pepper that makes people hot-tempered. She went on, very much pleased at having found a new kind of rule. And vinegar that makes them sour. In the chamomile that makes them bitter. And the barely sugar and such things that only children sweet-tempered. I only wish people knew that when they wouldn't be so stingy about it, you know? She had quite forgotten the Duchess by this time. She was a little startled when she heard her, her heard her voice close to her ear. You're thinking about something, my dear, and that makes you forget to talk. I can't tell you just how normal, how the moral of that is, but I shall remember it in a bit. Perhaps it hasn't one. Alice ventured to remark. Tut, tut, child, said the Duchess. Everything's got a moral, if only you can find it. And she squeezed herself up closer to Alice's side as she spoke. Alice did not much like keeping close to her. First, because the Duchess was very ugly, and secondly, because she was exactly the right height to rest her chin upon Alice's shoulder. And it was, however, an uncomfortably sharp chin. However, she did not like to be rude, so she wore it as well as she could. The game's going on rather better now, she said, by the way of keeping up the conversation a little. Tis so, said the Duchess, and the moral of that is, oh, tis love, tis love, that makes the world go round and round. Somebody said, Alice whispered, that it's done by everybody minding their own business. Ah, well, it means much the same thing, said the Duchess, chicken or sharp little chin to Alice's shoulder as she, as she added the moral of that is take care of the sense and the sounds will take care of themselves how fond she is of finding morals and things of a sat to herself I dare say you are wondering why I don't put my arm around your waist the duchess said after a pause the reason is that I'm Doubtful 
about the temple of your flamingo. Shall I experiment? You might bite, Alice cautiously replied, not feeling at all anxious to have the experiment tried. Very true, said the Duchess. Flamingos and mustard both bite. And the moral that is birds of a further flock together. Only mustard isn't a bird, Alice remarked. Right as usual, said the Duchess. What a clear way you have of putting things. It's a minor, I think, said Alice. Of course it is, said the Duchess, who seemed ready to agree to everything that Alice said. There's a large mustard man here. And uh, the moral of the story of that is, the moral there is of mine, the less there is of yours. Oh, said Alice. Uh, oh, exclaimed Alice, who had not attended to this rest. It's a vegetable. It does not look like one, but it is. I quite agree with you, said the Duchess. And the moral that is, be what you would seem to be. Or if you'd like to put it more simply, never imagine yourself not to be otherwise than what it might appear to others that what you were or might have been was not otherwise than what you had been what have appeared to them to be otherwise i think i should understand that better alice said very politely if i had written down but i can't quite follow it as you say it that's nothing to what I could say if I chose, the Duchess replied in a pleased tone. Pray don't trouble yourself to say it any longer than that, said Alice. Oh, don't talk about the trouble, said the Duchess. I make a present of everything I said as yet. Cheap sort of present, thought Alice. I'm glad they don't give birthday presents like that. But she did not enter to say it out loud. Thinking again to the Duchess, not her thick of her sharp little chin. I've a right, I've a right to think, said Alice sharply, for she was beginning to feel a little worried. Just about as much right, said the Duchess. Pigs have to fly in the mop. But here, to Alice's great surprise, the Duchess' voice died away. Even in the middle of her favorite word, favorite word moral. And the arm that was in tours began to tremble. Alice looked up and there stood the queen in front of them with her arms folded, frowning like a thunderstorm. 
Fine day, your majesty began in a low, weak voice. Now I give you a full warning, shouted the queen, stamping on the ground as she spoke. Either you or your head must be off, and that is in about half no time. Take your choice. The duchess took her choice and was gone in a moment. Let's go on with the game, said the queen. The queen said to Alice, and Alice was too much written to say a word, but slowly falling back to the correct round. The other guests had taken advantage of the queen's absence and were resting in the shade. However, the moment they saw her, they heard back to the game. The queen merely marking that a moment delay would cost them their lives. All the time they were playing, the queen never left off quarreling with the other players, shouting off, off, shouting off with his head, off with her head. Those whom she sentenced were taken to custody by soldiers who had who, of course, had to leave off the being archers to do this, so that by the end of half or half an hour or so, there were no archers left, and all the players except the king, the queen, and Alice were in custody. And under the sentence of execution, then the queen left off quite out of breath and said to us, Have you seen the mock turtle yet? No, said Alice. I don't even know what the mock turtle is. It's a thing that, it's the thing mock turtle soup is made from, said the queen. Never saw one or heard one. said Alice. Come on then, said the queen, and he shall tell you the story. As they walked, as they walked off together, Alice heard the king say in a low voice to the companion generally, you are all paranoid. Come on, that's a good thing, she said to herself. But Alice had felt quite unhappy at the number of executions the queen had ordered. They were soon. They soon came upon Gryphon, lying fast asleep in the sun. If you don't know what a Gryphon is, look at the picture. Up, oh, lazy thing," said the queen, and take this young lady to see the mock turtle and to hear his story. I'll go back to see. After some executions, I have ordered. And she walked off, leaving Alice alone with the griffon. Alice did not quite like the look of the creature, but on the whole, she thought it would be quite as safe to stay with it as to go after that savage queen. So she waited.
Griffin sat up and rubbed its eyes. Then it watched the queen till she was out of sight, then chuckled. What fun, said the griffin, half to itself, half to Alice. What is the fun, said Alice. What she said, the Griffon. Griffon, it's all her fan fancy that they they never excuse nobody. You know, come on. Everybody says, "Come on here," but Alice. As she went slowly after, I have never, I never was so ordered about in my life. Never. They had not gone far before they saw the mocking turtle in the distance, sitting and loon, sitting sad and lonely on a. <sighs> little ledge of a rock and as soon as they came nearer Alice could hear him sighing as if his heart would break. She pit pitted him deeply. What is his sorrow? She asked the Gryphon. The Gryphon answered very nearly in the same words as before, it's all the fancy that she hasn't got no sorrow, you know. Come on. So they went up to the mock turtle who looked at them with large eyes of full tears, but said nothing. This here young lady, said the girl, she wants for you to know history. She do. I'll tell her, said the mock turtle in a deep, hollow tone. Sit down, both of you. Don't speak a word till I've finished. So they sat down and nobody spoke for some minutes. For several minutes. Alice thought to herself, I don't see how he could ever finish if she doesn't begin. But... She waited patiently once at the mocking turtle at last. With a deep sigh, I was a real turtle. These words were followed by a very long silence, broken by only an occasional exclamation from the gryphon. And... Constant heavy sobbing of the mock turtle. Mock turtle. Alice was very nearly getting up and saying, Thank you, sir, for the interesting story. But she could not help thinking there must be more to come. So she sat saying nothing. When we were little, the mock turtle went on at last. More calmly, though still sobbing a little, we went to school in the city. 
The master was an old turtle. We used to cut tortoise. Why did you come tortoise if you wasn't one? Alice asked. We called him tortoise because he taught us. And the mock turtle said the mock turtle angrily, you are, you are very dull. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for asking such a simple, simple question, added the griffon. Then they both sat in silence and looked at Portals, who felt really ready to sink into the earth. At last, the Greyhound said to the Mackintosh, Drive on, old fellow. Don't be all day about it. He went on in these words. Yes, we went to school and see. Though you mayn't believe it. Else never said I didn't and I never say I didn't interrupted Alice you did. Hold your tongue, said the girl and before Alice could speak again, the mock turtle went on. We had the best of educations. In fact, we went to school every day. I've been to a day school, said Alice. You needn't be so proud all as all that with extras, said the marking turtle a little anxiously. Yes, we learned French and music and washing, said the mock turtle. Certainly not, Alice said. Ah, uh, then yours wasn't a really good school, said the Mock Turtle in a tone of great relief. Now, at hours, they had, at the end of the bill, French music and washing extra. You couldn't have one much at all. Living at the bottom of the sea, I couldn't afford to learn it, said the Mock Turtle with a sigh. I only took the regular course. What was that? Inquired, inquired Alice, reeling and thing. Of course, to begin with, said the, the mock girl replied. And then the different branches of arithmetic of Ambiton, destruction, fiction, and dearison. I never heard of ugly fiction. Alice ventured to say, What is it? What is it? What is it? The griffin lifted up both its paws in surprise. What? Never heard of an ugly. Buying it exclaimed, You know what to beautify is, I suppose. Yes, I said, doubtfully, it means to make 
like anything prettier? Well then, the question went on. If you don't know what aquifer is, you are a simpleton. Alice did not feel encouraged to ask many more questions about it. So she turned to the mock turtle and said, What else had you learned? Well, there was a mystery, the mock turtle replied, counting off subjects on his flappers. Mystery and modern, said the seagraphy. The drawing master was an one. One was an old congrio that he used to come once a week. He taught us drawing, stretching, and fainting in coils. Coils. What was that like? said Alice. Well, I can't show you myself, the mock turtle said, and too stiff. And the griffin never learned it. Hadn't time. Said the griffin. I went to the classical master, though. He was an old crab. He was. I never went to him, the mock turtle said with a sigh. He taught laughing and grief, they used to say. So he did, so he did, said the griffin. Sighing in his turn, and both creatures with their faces and their paws. And how many hours a day did you? Do lesson, said Alice in a hurry to change the subject. Ten hours the first day, the mock turtle said, and ten next, and so on, and so on. What a curious plan, exclaimed Alice. That story's in their cold lesson, said the griffin, remarked, because they lesson from day to day. This was quite a new idea to Alice, and she thought it over a little before she made her next remark. Then the 11th day must have been a holiday. Of course it was the mock turtle. How did you manage on the 12th? Alice went on eagerly. That's enough about lessons. The griffin interrupted in... A very decided tone. Tell us about the games now. That was chapter nine of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Chapter ten is the Lobster Quadrille. I'm going to read you Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, Chapter 10, The Lobster Quadrille. The mock turtle sat deeply and drew the back of one flapper across his eye. He looked at Alice and tried to speak, but for a minute or two, sobs choked his voice, saying as if he had a bone in his throat, said the griffin, and set to work shaking him and punching him in the back. At last, the mock turtle recovered his voice, and with tears running down his cheeks, 
and went on again. You may not have lived much under the sea. I haven't, said Alice. And perhaps you're now introduced to a lecture. Alice began to say I want to teach it, but checked herself hastily and said, No, never. So you can have no idea what a delightful thing lobster quadrilla said is. No, indeed, said Alice. What sort of dance is it? Why, the griffin said, you first form to a long line along the seashore. Two lines, cried the mock turtle. Seals, turtles, salmon, and so on. Then when you've cleared all the jellyfish out of the way. That generally takes some time, interrupted the griffin. You advance twice. Each with the lobster as a partner, cried the griffin. Of course, the mock turtle said. Man's choice set two partners, change lobsters and tear in same order, continued the griffin. Then you know the mock turtle one. You throw the, the lobster, shot the griffin with a bound into the air, as far out as you can. Swim after them, screamed the gr- griffin. Turn somersault on the sea, said the mock turtle, capering mildly about. Turn lobsters again, yelled the griffin. Back to land, and that's all the first figure, said the mock turtle, suddenly dropping his voice, and two creatures who had been jumping about like mad things all this time had sat down very sadly and quietly and looked at us. It must be a very pretty dance, Al said timidly. Would you like to see a little bit of it, said the mock turtle. Very much indeed, said Alice. Come, let's share the first figure, said the mock turtle to the griffin. We can do at that lobster, you know. We shall sing. Oh, you sing, said the griffin. I've forgotten the words.